That is a crazy flavor to bud. Just you. Definitely not. That's a guy the guy that watches the anime bought that. Yeah. <clears throat> That's a good point. Alright, let's get some let's you know get what? ten you seconds. See us, we in the session turning up. You got ten minutes. If you fuck up my niggas vibe, I'm gonna fuck you up. So let's get this going like right now. Okay, we're back, and so are you. Welcome back to another episode of the Stream Strategy Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Uh, I'm still standing. Completed the comeback, was losing 12 to 2 to the Consmites. Ended up winning the week off of the Zuccarello goal. Yeah, we're doing a one mic recording here, so Charlie says it's it's beautiful, and it is a thing of beauty. Didn't win a single goalie stat, and that would be detrimental in the keeper league that we're in. But I was talking with Jack about this recently, and Connor too, I guess. But it's like. I like the structure of the good fantasy hockey league because if you lose all of those goalie stats, uh, even like most of the offensive stats. So I think Connor beat me in like points and assists, but I managed to sneak out the goals, plus minus, power play goals, game winning goals. I think he beat me in shorthanded points, but then, you know, like the blocks and hits really do add a nice twist to the game. And I think just depending on what the roster build is, because in the keeper league that we're in, it's like this it, it's like a 20 man roster position but goalies can only play only two goalies can play any given night and 40 percent of the total categories available are goalies yeah so it's like literally 20 percent of your potential daily player output accounts for 40 percent of the total sat category so i don't like that i like what we've done instead uh, you got anything to say on that how did your week go last week and how's it going so far this week yeah i absolutely absolutely killed it in the good fantasy hockey league i won i believe it was 12 to 1 over mark's majestic team he had mcdavid whole whole boatload of other good players but uh, my team managed to pull it through later on in the week i was initially losing that matchup after the first couple days but then it just became an absolute slap in the keeper it was nail biting right down to the end i was losing the entire week up until i believe the end of saturday night when i was down about two categories in that one and after sunday managed to win by one category so i'm hanging on by my skin in the keeper league but the good fantasy hockey league seems to be nice for me yeah what i guess we should mention we're actually we're facing each other in the keeper league this week yeah that's um that'll be interesting i think Last week I had the buy. This week it was totally optimized, but like this Seattle and Winnipeg delayed game tonight, postponed game tonight, which I don't know why I haven't seen what the reason is. Uh, that's really throwing a wrench in a lot of my plans and might change the stream strategy for the rest of this week because I invested a lot into players like Paul Statsny. And I'm sure a lot of other people were picking up like Brendan Dillon, things like that. So yeah, I saw on our on our Reddit post, someone commented, uh, should I pick up like P- Pionk or Statsny? I think was his question. Yeah. And I think the answer to that is if Pionk is available in your league, you obviously pick up Pionk, right? Yeah, 100%. All right. So this episode of the stream strategy is brought to you by uh, Cherry Flavored Hard Jolly Ranchers, as well as the I Don't Know Much podcast, which is a science-based podcast that asks questions with 
professors and highly published researchers about all things public health related. You can find it wherever you stream podcasts. And what else about the stream strategy? Well, I mean, it's designed to find maximum value in the upcoming NHL schedule for fantasy hockey. Streaming means we pick up players for a short period of time to maximize starts. We have done a bunch of research to compile a list of players that we deem are worth consideration to pick up for the rest of the week. Obviously, you can listen to the podcast wherever you're listening to it now on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or on YouTube. Please share this with your friends, and we'll jump right into the schedule. Okay, Charlie, so this weekend, we got Thursday and Saturday as on night, so more than half of the teams in the league are playing. It is a busy on-night schedule as well. Thursday, 12 games. Saturday, 14. Obviously, that means that your off nights are Friday and Sunday, so less than half the teams in the league are playing, and it'll be hard to snipe teams, but there are some options. Friday, two games. Sunday, six games. So, over the next four days, Charlie, Teams with good schedules include the Buffalo Sabres, who have three games, including one off night, back-to-back Saturday, Sunday. We like the Red Wings. We like the Predators. We like the Islanders. We like the Sharks. We like the Blues and the Maple Leafs. They all got the same schedule going. Three games and one off night with uh, some varying back-to-back. Sometimes it's a Thursday, Friday. Sometimes it's a Saturday, Sunday. So just keep an eye open for that. Teams with two games, but two off nights, we're looking at the Florida Panthers. So they got that Friday, Sunday, back-to-back. Damn, if Lundell is available, I might just have to go snipe him right after I finish this. And I think I saw him dropped in the Good Fantasy Hockey League recently, so going to keep an eye open for that. Um. Also, Minnesota Wild, did we say that they have three games? Yeah, okay, cool. And that's pretty much it for the schedule. It's Kind of hard to stream anyone in. There's only that one team, the uh, Florida Panthers, with that Friday-Sunday split. Uh, Yeah. Little, little spooky. Bad schedules. Vancouver, Seattle, Rangers, and the Los Angeles Kings. Only one game. None of them are off night, so avoid them, boys. As always, all of our information is sourced from Yahoo Fantasy Public Leagues, The Score, Frozen Tools, and DailyFaceOff.com, D-Y-O-D-D. That's do your own due diligence. And yeah, check out the Reddit post on Reddit. Okay, I'm going to pass along to Charlie, who's going to start bringing us through the streamers. Starting off with the Buffalo Sabres. There's not a lot new on the Buffalo Sabres for streaming other than Owen Power. Recently added to their team, he had a great showing against the Toronto Maple Leafs. His season ranking of 982 is pretty impressive considering he has only played one game. Rostered in 14% of leagues, he's on their second defensive line and second power play unit. Rinsing and repeating up here with Jeff Skinner, Tage Thompson, and Alex Tuck. All of them have first forward line and first power play deployment. Alex Tuck and Tage Thompson got that second PK on top of it. Jeff Skinner, season ranking 130, rostered in 31% of leagues. Tage Thompson, season ranking 95, rostered in 62% of leagues. And Alex Tuck, season ranking 333, rostered in 22% of leagues. Yeah, I would just like to say Owen Bauer looked great. I don't know if I would take a risk on him this late in the season. Maybe if you're looking for some fun and you're in the consolation finals. Again, this episode is brought to you by Jolly Rancher Hard Candies Cherry Flavor. Um, Yeah, I just picked up Lindell. He was available. Snipe. Moving over, to, moving over to the Detroit Red Wings. Lucas Raymond is only rostered in 46% of leagues, season ranking of 178. I think that's a great streaming option. He's on their first forward line and first power play unit. 
I also I also am liking the look of Jacob Vrana, season ranking 690. Nice. Rostered in 22% of leagues, second forward line and second power play unit. Finally, Philip Ronick, second defensive line and second power play unit, season ranking 472, rostered in 15% of leagues. Moving right on over to the Florida Panthers. Anton Landell is a good streaming option. Season ranking 213, rostered in 18% of leagues. Only third forward line deployment as of this moment, but I expect second power play or first PK time coming for him relatively soon. Carter Verhage, rostered in 53% of leagues, has a lot of value. He's on their first forward line and second power play unit. Season ranking of 124. I'm also liking Mason Marchment on their third forward line and second power play unit. Season ranking 180, rostered in 18% of leagues. And finally, from the Florida Panthers, Ben Sherratt is a fantastic streaming option. He's been playing great for them. If you need defensive peripherals like blocks and hits in particular, First defensive line, first PK unit, rostered in 32% of leagues, season ranking 405. Mason Marshman not available. It's like the Florida Panthers' top nine is not available in the Good Fantasy Hockey League. Uh, doesn't seem like any of their top four is either. Perhaps maybe Gustav Forsling. Uh, Forsling's not available either, so. I don't think either of their goal. I don't think either of their goalies are uh, available either, so. Florida Panthers are this year's Carolina Hurricanes. Love it. Means uh, Mason Marchman is going to be kept by some players in some crazy leagues and then be absolutely nothing this year. Moving on to the Minnesota Wild. Matthew Boldy is back and he is healthy. Season ranking 329, rostered in 14% of leagues on their second forward line, second power play units, no PK time. Frederick Goudreau, season ranking 352, rostered in 2% of leagues, is on the second forward line and second power play unit. Jacob Middleton is getting a try on the first defensive line, first PK time. If you need hits and blocks, another great streaming option, especially especially with this deployment. Rostered in 3% of leagues, season ranking 509. And Jonas Brodeen, second forward line, second power play unit, second PK unit. Rostered in 7% of leagues, season ranking 384. From the Nashville Predators, Ryan Johansson has the most value with First forward line, first power play deployment, season ranking 116, rostered in 41% of leagues. Also a lot of value, Philip Tomasino, rostered in 1% of leagues. He's on their first forward line and second power play unit, season ranking 368. Eli Tolvanen, season ranking 257, rostered in 7% of leagues. He's on the second forward line and second power play unit. And finally, Dante Fabro, season ranking of 496, rostered in 1% of leagues is playing on that first defensive line with Roman Yossi. Moving over to the New York Islanders. Brock Nelson on the first forward line, first power play unit, season ranking 161, rostered in 43% of leagues, is a good amount of value. Anthony Beauvillier, season ranking 347, rostered in 6% of leagues, plays on their first forward line and second power play unit. Anders Lee, season ranking 171, rostered in 21% of leagues, He's on their first forward line, first power play unit. And finally, Ryan Pollock. Season ranking 502, rostered in 24% of leagues. He's on the second defensive line, second power play unit, first PK unit. Ryan Pollock is amazing for the Good Fantasy Hockey League. Been streaming him. Uh, It's hard to say I've been streaming him because really I've been like holding him for multiple weeks at a time and then dropping him when the schedule or the matchup for the Islanders isn't very favorable. 
And I've always found that he is available to be picked up again because um, because of the season ranking being so low. Like, I think he missed the first half of the season, at least. So I really liked Ryan Pollock. Charlie, we've got three more teams. One of them, I think you can find some of the best value for the upcoming weekend. But before we get into that, folks, we have to talk about our sponsor, PuckLegends.ca. You already know that they're Canadian-based hockey apparel brand, but did you know that they provide fans with vintage designs on quality products? Charlie, they just got their new suppliers. They're not dealing with uh, the sketchy geopolitics uh, of China or those Chinese-based shippers. They are now interested in the eco-fashion apparel sector where you can purchase crewnecks and t-shirts made and printed in Germany, the United States, as well as Canada, and products are made from recycled materials, such as plastic bottles. So it's not fast fashion, it's recycled fashion. Their products look similar to concert memorabilia, but with iconic hockey legends such as Gordie Howe, Mary Lemieux, Jerome McGinley, Mark Messier, Nick Lidstrom, and Willie O'Ree. And yeah, the shirts are way better quality than your average concert tee, like it's not Guild and Heavyset. These are pre, what do you call it, pre-spun cotton so it's like pre like the cotton's good it's designed for durability and longevity okay wrap certified sources provide the recycled and organic materials that puck legends use to create their products heavy structure and comfortable fit these styles are inspired by a conservative take on japanese street fashion so anybody can look amazing in these cuts now folks if you love your daddy, you're probably aware that Father's Day is coming up and PuckLegends.ca is here to give to help you give your daddy a big dose of nostalgia, okay? PuckLegends.ca has a global customer base. So whether you're trying to make your dad happy and you're in Germany or in British Columbia, you can expect your order to get in on time. So right now, if you use the code DAD, D-A-D, at PuckLegends.ca, you will get free single item shipping anywhere in the world code puck p-u-c-k gets you 20 percent off your order so if you're looking to ship or i guess purchase more than uh, one one item then uh yeah use the code puck because you'll probably save more money crewnecks dog bandanas hats uh maybe not hats shirts uh but yeah make sure to follow them on instagram at puckless.ca stay up to date on upcoming designs such as yarmi yager and dominic hasek all right now we got three more teams for the stream strategy. Take us through, Charles. Going to jump right back in with the San Jose Sharks. Sasha Chim- Chimelvsky, I'm sorry for butchering that name, has a good amount of value. He's rostered in 0% of leagues, plays on their first forward line with no specialty deployment. But- Chmielewski. Sasha Chmielewski. There we go. Chmielewski. Season ranking 850. I believe he's a new addition to their roster. I have never heard of his name before doing this edition. Before doing this this edition. Slava Ukraine, Chmielewski. All right, all right. (laughs) Next up, Alexander Barbanov. Season ranking 359, rostered in 2% of leagues. He's on their second forward line, second power play unit. Mario Ferraro. Used to be an absolute beast for hits and blocks. Block he seems daddy. to be more of a block guy at this point in, yeah. in the season. What were you going to say? He's just blocks only, not really getting the hits? Yeah, he, he's mainly just getting blocks, not really throwing the body too much right now. But he does get first forward, or first defensive line deployment, second power play time, and first PK time. So Mario Ferraro, a great option, especially for those peripherals. 
specifically blocks, I guess. Uh, the St. Louis Blues have some good value here. Robert Thomas is on their first forward line, second power play unit, second PK unit. That second power play unit has been operating and performing as a first power play unit. His season ranking is 142, rostered in 58% of leagues. Robert Thomas had a crazy streak earlier this year where he was in the top 50 players for, I want to say, three or four weeks. So if he's available in your league, pick him up while he is hot and streaking right now. Also from St. Louis, Brandon Saad, rostered in 13% of leagues, second forward line, first power play unit, and second PK unit, season ranking 199. Marco Scandella, rostered in 1% of leagues on the first defensive line, first PK unit. Gives you some options uh, for a defense on a good team who plays defensively and has good deployment. Season ranking 478. From the Toronto Maple Leafs, Michael Bunting with the season ranking of 95 and only rostered at 47% on the first line with Matthews and Marner is the best value you will find for any stream strategy addition. Uh, pick him up if he's available. I don't know why, why he would be available in your league. That's just nuts to me. He also gets second power play unit deployment, but... That, that doesn't matter too much. He's playing with Matthew Marner. Uh, also, Ilya Mikheyev on the second forward line, second power play unit, second PK unit, rostered in 6% of leagues, season ranking 350, and TJ Brody, our last streamer, rostered in 4% of leagues, season ranking 462, second offensive line, second power play unit, and first PK unit. Yeah, so Robert Thomas, probably the best value of the week. Mm. Um. Yeah, DYODD. All of our information comes from Yahoo Fantasy Public Leagues, the score, Frozen Tools, and DailyFaceOff.com. This whole fucking thing is brought to you by I don't know much podcast as well as PuckLashes.ca. Thank you to them. Charlie, let's go through your stream strategy for the rest of the weekend after I tell you about mine, in which it's. Sticking with some Montreal Canadiens that I picked up earlier this week, including Mike Hoffman. Missed out on the Savard train, unfortunately. And I do have Suzuki. Been holding Suzuki for a minute. So Hoffman's been doing okay, but I also tried to stack up on Paul Stastny because of this Wednesday-Friday split. And now that the Wednesday is uh, no longer there, I'm just going to try and find someone, or I want to find someone that had the Friday-Sunday split to make up for that lost game. And Anton Lundell was available. So I just hit that. Otherwise, it'll just be Sunday. It'll be a clusterfuck of trying to attack categories that I feel are necessary. Yeah. yeah. I don't really know who to drop off my team outside of Trevor Moore following their game, I believe, Thursday night. Uh, that's their only game for the weekend. He has been great in the Good Fantasy Hockey League, specifically because of the shorthanded points that he just gets all the time. I don't really want to give that to somebody else, but if I need to, if I need a couple of games by the end of the week, I will look for better options. In that case, it'll be someone like Owen Power or Jeff Skinner from Buffalo, Mason Marchment from Florida. But we've already said that he, he's been, he's already been held. Yeah, Skinner hockey has been good recently. I'm also liking Philip Tomasino and Michael Bunting. Michael Bunting, I'd be looking for in some public leagues where 